Ooh, that one's a juicy one. Um, it kind of dawned upon me, like I was just reflecting back on a video I saw a sad guru interviewing this um, movie producer. Well, not really interviewing. It's uh, They were supposed to have a debate. I think it's part of the culture, an aspect of debate. But the other guy wanted none of it. And he was like, no, all gurus are like this and I will not listen and blah, 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 blah. And like upon reflecting upon that, it kind of dawned upon me. Um, that yeah okay so it, it kind of just re re how do i say it re-anchored the message of yeah if you only stick to one perspective one point of view one lens of perception then you know in history it has caused a lot of hurt because that's how war started oh this country definitely has something against me or this person that does not want to marry my my princess definitely has something against me or you know i hate that kind of faces boom bang far west shot done you know that it, this is the kind of divide that this kind of I, idea created yet when you go even on a micro level as individuals the opinion that we don't necessarily choose early on you know the original anchoring or the original uh, indoctrination is what i mean from exterior and environment well those opinions you know depending on the subject well those have caused a lot of hurt and internally as kids sticking to that one opinion in the with the idea of fitting into a group like that repetition on a societal level has caused a lot of hurt it's an interesting little system that kind of goes on internally but you can also see how it expands globally in this aspect of not wanting to be wrong and having had indoctrination to feel bad when your opinion is not you know is not the one yet there's no need to feel bad it's a constant process of learning and growing or worse you know if your opinion's not with the group then you get ostracized that kind of crap has caused a lot of hurt so both on a macro on a global level and individual level that very little human habit and you know it's a cyclical passing on it's it's been cyclically passed on now it's coming to a crux point where mental illness, anxiety, and depression is just kind of just exploding because many people are finding themselves in, it's not an echo chamber, but it's kind of like this aspect of there's so many rule sets and, and opinions that are against the natural sense of living, you know, and the natural free flowing sense of living. One of those, one of those is like this ridiculous idea of cultural appropriation because it kind of goes against the concept of expansion and evolution by combinations of multiple types of interpretations and variations you know so it's like telling people don't dress or don't do the things that you love to do because it is from another culture yet funny enough history has shown us time and time again that the combination of multiple cultures multiple interpretations and variation has 
made tremendous expansion and evolved in various uh, environments like fashion, technology, martial arts. I mean, Bruce Lee, oh man, you were culturally appropriating all those other martial arts, huh? He wouldn't care. He would just punch you and that be done. <laughs> you know, but he was making a combination of multiple things, even with his philosophies, you know? So when you get that and you get how hindering these kind of lock-ins are, are doing for people, and, you, you know, it's a bit more obvious to see why a lot of people are falling into the anxiety and depression, you know. Their natural evolution and growth in following what they prefer, you know, what they like, doesn't really matter if it's something that's African or Japanese or whatever. It doesn't matter. They, their natural evolution and what they prefer gets to be stifled by someone else's opinion, believing that someone else is going to be offended. Can you see the mental, you know, the mental madness with all of this? So, slowly and surely, those habits and, you know, perceptions are, are dying down. And funny enough, you got to hand it to the big cocoa. A lot of people won't go to college where they're going to be brainwashed by those, you know, very... You can say well-intentioned people, yet, again just like the religious crusades or even religious suppression of early years good intention but completely fucked up and backward <laughs> now that's not saying it, they are but it's the um it's the logic behind it that's kind of fucked up and backward you know we're accepting everyone except this it's always that same aspect with the bigotry you know the the um both the reverse bigotry aspect of it, just like reverse racism, which, again, it boggles the mind. It's kind of like being a reverse Nazi. What the fuck? You know, you're still taking the same property of what you're fighting against. You're just considering it right because you're pointing at a created opposite side based on you having already created one side saying this side is good. So it, when you step back and you start noticing the flawed logic behind all this, it just it, it easily falls down and gets dismantled. And that's one way that you can, um, in general, help people move away from that kind of indoctrination. Just slowly breaking down that kind of flawed logic and getting them, okay, yeah, but at the end of the day, you're the one, because of that, logic you're the one hitting or banging your head on the wall continuously because you're blocking your own growth with a logic that doesn't necessarily make sense and you're holding other people it's like you're the crab holding other the others in the bucket you know <laughs> it, with that kind of logic it doesn't make sense <laughs> well just like with the religious aspect of things do unto others as you would want them to do unto you so there's a bit of thinking at a time that needs to be taken. And of course, this, um, all that in balance with this aspect of media consumption. Because a lot of people keep their head down on their phone as even as they're walking outside. Yet, that's time they don't get to think about these things and get themselves out of that boiling water, to, per se. You know, of those continuously stacked up lot, flawed logic which then brings them to an aspect of depression, which then brings them to, you know, even further down. 
It's like a Tetris block. You take, you got to pay attention to it. So you got to get your head off your phones, off your device, off entertainment for an amount of time. It's balancing it out, not cutting it off completely. Yet even the idea of balancing things out because of college indoctrination, or, or you know what's been happening over the last few years, that has been tricky. You know, they, they've clearly went fully to the left after being into the right for an amount of time. And it's just, you know, we're getting to that point where it's going to be a nice little middle and a couple of, would say, weeks in a way, <laughs> maybe months. You know, we've we're kind of like a generation that's in this that has seen this ping pong game and have noticed the impacts of that ping pong game of left, right, left, right, left, right. So. Yeah, let's just stop <laughs> and find a balance, you know, kind of like what Vadim Zeeland says, you know, the pendulum going right, left, right, left. You don't necessarily get affected by it, which is already really good, but you're kind of helping out balance it as well. All right. Didn't think, I'm, didn't think about it this way till now, yet one thing that's been kind of holding me... Um, in the aspect of some holding some of my old sketchbooks and old drawings, it was uh, this aspect that I created those, that I have memory of those, that it's me. But then I started picking apart that dialogue and kind of going, well, wait, no, it was me. I've changed. I've evolved. I continuously change. So as soon as I kind of spotted that old dialogue of saying it's me, this kind of popped up. And helped me just kind of transcend it further and further and further. Yes, there's still some push to it because there's still an idea of this, you know, again, this is something I created. This is me and blah, 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 blah. Yet, there's a transition happening in the aspect of understanding and like fondly understanding that everything is in motion. Everything changes. Everything grows. Everything evolves. And myself included, it's always been like that. Um, one thing, another thing that kind of helps with this was kind of seeing it all as vibrations to a point. You know, whenever I take, I look at a picture or even draw a picture, it's a feeling, you know, an amalgamation of thought and feelings to it. And whenever I look at them, look back at them or anything, you know, there's a certain feeling generated, a certain experience generated. Well, that was then. Every time I pick it up now, I'll always feel the feeling of then, you know, what was created then around that time. And kind of like an amalgamation of memories of that time as well, along with the feeling. I get the whole vibration concept a bit more in that sense as well. It's kind of like looking at an old picture, and then you kind of get a bit of a rush of memory of that time, yet it is still that time's vibration in a way, unless you change it, which is something that can be done with meditation, repetition of a different, you know, it's kind of like reprogramming your subconscious to change the memory, because at the end of the day, you were at a different point in time of understanding with your consciousness at that time um, than now. So everything's a bit more free flow in a sense now when you understand that 
you didn't have the memory and the perception to perceive things other ways, but now you can. So at that point, you're able to kind of shift and change vibrations. That's something else. Yet at the end of the day, you're always, always evolving. So keeping these things, books, data, hard drive, all that kind of loops. It's as if it's looping the past softly. But in a way, it still is. And now I see why, you know, traveling lighter becomes a big advantage. Because you return back to that creative, ever-expanding self. You know, ever-evolving, ever-expanding. And not necessarily sticking to one idea of an identity. You just grow change evolve and just keep going with that process hmm Uh, that was really interesting to kind of realize (sighs) wow yeah i'm still kind of shocked because that kind of stuff held on for an amount of time and Yeah, I just took the right set of questions. Even asking how... How is it easier for me to drop old vibration, old memories, old thoughts, past thoughts? And it's like, well, yeah, just remember your constant evolution. Constant expanding. You know, it becomes more and more obvious depending on the questions that you ask yourself. So, yeah. Initially... I think I mentioned it, but yeah, dove into the wrong question in a sense. Like, why is it so hard to get rid of these things? And then it's like, whoa, 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 wait, wait, the brain's going to answer that. Stop it. Get a better question. (laughs) And then voila, like just a plethora of understandings kind of checking in. So I'll keep working on that. It's quite fascinating. But yeah, making all this stuff a bit more absurd as well, too also noticed the thing um there's a kind of humor there's a kind of humor and there's a kind of um inspiration that kind of kicks in when i kind of when i kind of let myself dive into the idea of parodies that I have in mind. Stuff that kind of comes off the cuff. Fully free-flowed. And when I let myself just go with the idea, I no longer kind of judge it. At times I would think, oh, it's dumb stuff and blah, 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 blah. Because it was a commonly used terminologies in some old circles I used to be in, but... Now the more I look into it, the more I kind of understand, wait a second, that's, again, terminologies, definitions, old mind stuff. Um, So now things become much more... It's like I evaluate, I understand a bit more the impact of my words, okay? And from there, I become a bit more 
understanding of what it stops or what it allows. Whenever I was saying dumb stuff, I was actually blocking myself. I was being judgmental over the stuff that I liked. And that wasn't a cautious choice. Again, I didn't have total understanding of the impacts of my words. That was practically stifling creativity in a sense, but just softly because of the group momentum, an old vibration momentum. Now it's like, oh, wait a second. I could have just ran off the cuff with this, doing something really quick, not necessarily uh, bothering about, you know, being too perfectionist. Like, I've made an entire graph of the things I've noticed that I've been repeating for an amount of time. And yeah, this aspect of trying to, waiting to strike goal, you know, um, idea of deservousness, guilt, enoughness, you know, all that kind of crap. And when I just look back at it, it's just fucking silly, you know, all of it. And, you know, I'll just kind of drive them down to the ground until it becomes completely fucking absurd. Again, got to thank Dante Starshine for this because, um, YouTube channel, Dante Starshine, because, uh, through the channeling course, I'm learning a lot about different ways to tackle on old beliefs, stuff like that. And when I reflect the back, I'm able to kind of see, wait a second. Yeah. Wow. Especially compared to other channels that I love, where it started with this and just became bigger and bigger and bigger. They just kind of moved on and forward, just out of passion, playfulness, humor, fun, creation. So I will watch my inner dialogue a bit further, or uh, how do I say this? Because even this is kind of like inputting a command, you know? Um... It's kind of like being aware of what you say, yeah. Just noticing this and getting more into the habit of flipping questions. And, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like not just seeing words as throwing them away or throw away words. This becoming more of a... um, I know I'm inputting a command in my subconscious every time I repeat this stuff, so now I'm going to take care of this consciously and with playfulness and fun and just, again, as spoken about this difference between taking yourself serious, yet not like a dictator, you know, not demanding, just being more aware of the impact and effects of that so that's that's really good <laughs> i was getting a bit um, angsty about not being able to sleep mostly because my mind at times kind of race yet i completely forgot that initially i left um intentions to understand various things and Scientists, the mind kind of goes to rest, yet still cycles through ideas and thoughts. Again, that's kind of how various inventions and discoveries were kind of made. It's like the subconscious mind is still at work with the intentions that you set. So I'm fucking glad. (laughs) It's hilarious when that happens, but yeah, it's just fucking great power of your mind man power of your intentions have fun with it set set up some great questions and 
watching out for the terminologies and assumptions in your questions. And then watch for the fucking magic that just kind of comes in. And be sure to run with that momentum, you know. Get some follow-up questions. Amplify that new path that you've kind of created. And yeah, just play. It's fucking amazing, man. We are amazing beings. A bit of a joke on the current state of things, you know. It's like society, we have the potential to get all the way to Windows 10 Plus. Yet, our parents, let's say, were running... Um, they went from Windows 95 to 98 and the millennials and then the further generation, instead of going to Windows 10, which would be the expansion of consciousness or Windows 10 plus, which would be expansion of consciousness. And then on, they went to Vista. So they were reproducing practically the same thing with some upgrades, but worst because now, you know, the, it's practically the same thing, you know, the shaming, Uh, the strict rule sets, you know, it's not religion now, it's social. And it's worse because now that kind of a, that kind of game is played online, much more accessible to multiple people, you know, so the shaming and the worsening and all of that, you know, which is why the anxiety and depression rose is because there's more access online. There's more attention to, um, to the online where that kind of stuff, you know, the negativity, uh, the blaming, the judging, that kind of creation of perception and mindset is just rampant online. You know, when you are, um, you know, tuning into Facebook and all that, a lot of people just complain. Same goes with Twitter. So yeah, they just jumped on Vista instead of having the potential to jump on Windows 10 plus. And it's not, again, on in both case with the parents and uh, the newer generation, it's not their fault. Uh, there's a lot of things that we didn't know what we didn't know. And hell, even within our parents' generation, certain people just jumped onto the Windows 10 because they weren't hooked on society telling them what to do and thus remained open-minded about various things, including great expansions in consciousness to meditation and gathering more knowledge, you know? (laughs) So I found it was a bit of a funny, um, funny analogy and comparison to have there. Interesting little thing, a bit of a blurb on the whole law of attraction. While trying to add a, a bit more depth or understanding to the emotional interconnection of it because you know quantum physics does dive into it but it's mostly in relationship to like certain individuals that i was around like i can recall back to my mother and an aspect of wanting this connection yet not necessarily you know or wanting to be appreciated or wanting to be to have people around her yet not necessarily understanding that what's being put out affects that in a way where similar to prior friends of mine, you know, wanting to have a fun life, wanting to have a happy life, wanting to have that connection, yet oftentimes listening to other people throwing venom around others and doing on, you know, doing the same themselves or listening to gossip and all of that 
and getting wrapped into it. So it, it, there's something I kind of understood, like especially in the emotional aspect of, and I've also noticed around those environments where the people, you know, the happiest people that used to be around them just kind of vanish or disappear because, and like, I understand it now. It's quite normal for it to happen. It's because when you're in a high vibe, you don't necessarily appreciate the low vibe in a sense, or you don't necessarily want to dwell into it. It's not, I guess, it's not an aspect of appreciation. You appreciate the bounce that it creates, but you don't necessarily want to dwell into it. And you don't necessarily want to keep that image of that person because then you'd be repeating it in your mind and it's not, you don't necessarily want to stick to low vibes in your own mind in that sense. So it's as if there's a natural process of detachment that happens within and it also kind of goes into because yes there's also a part of the psychological part of just well i'd rather have fun and stick into this fun zone so i might as well go i'm free of my own choice you know yet there's also the psychological aspect of that person Let's say going back to my mother and my friends or old friends who may not necessarily still may not necessarily feel appreciated, but do not understand how they are a their perception and actions are a factor in that. So there's, you know, the actions and what's being said, you know, tossing venom around, causing consequences, of course, or results, I should say, I'm changing that up. So causing results, thus the people around noticing that, not necessarily wanting to be around that kind of energy or to promote it. Or, you know, if you see it long standing or staying quite long, you're like, okay, well, that's how you run. That's cool. I'm going to be running over there, you know, with much higher vibe and frequencies. There's that. And there's also the person's perception, which is when you run around throwing venom around the place, you know, throwing shade or getting into gossip, then your perception is affected by that. You see that more often. Your perception of it is much more acute to a more preferable perception of what's being desired, what's being liked, what's preferred. So I can see how at times it's as if those people... Um, and let me just drop out the crude term first. It's as if those people don't necessarily want to be liked. It's not really that. But you can understand how with a perception like that, it is hard to spot when good comes to you. When a certain level of affection is shown. When a good intention is laid. So... Also as well, you know, when that happens, then you're not necessarily attracting it. You're not able to perceive it. It's acting the exact same way that you're, you know, it's sending you back exactly what you're sending out. If what's within has a lot of, again, toxic, venom, gossip, all that stuff, then you're unable to perceive the good that's within, within yourself and others. Thus, what you receive is 
reflective of so because you're perceiving it as well. You're, you know, you're only able to perceive what you're perceiving. It's like the floodgates might be open, but because you have certain perceptual filters, it's just locked in. Well, then voila. You know, it's, it's interesting because, it, hell, even on the journey of changing that within oneself, it is interesting to be able to see the gradual perception change and shifts, which then allows more to come into or come in, you know. Again, personal story has been a great um, learning curve or learning experience for me because it's like going from that kind of environment to then being able to perceive more and more because I've allowed myself, my internal state to perceive these new states, you know, kind of going, okay, what if, what if, just push, push. And then it becoming a normal state, you know, returning it back to its default aspect without the initial programming. So the initial perception um, creation per se, or the initial perception affection by the people around at that time and the repetition of such with media and more environments. It's quite a shift. It's quite a change. And I can understand why after repeating a certain perception for a number of years, it becomes tricky to move out of that. There's an aspect of safety towards it. So understood. Interesting. Now I kind of want to play with that Neville Goddard technique to help these that kind of people and folks out. You know, perceiving them in that different state, being much more open instead of repeating their prior or current state, in a sense. So, eh, time to check it out. Interesting stuff, man. All right, I'm shoving a bit here because I'm going to make a bigger video on this uh, on YouTube. But I also, you know, just kind of giving this to the people listening to this podcast. Because it's a very interesting little technique that kind of surged up and helps seems to be helping me a lot um yet at the same time maybe it's a an enhancement or better explanation of what i've been mentioning earlier on so this is basically kind of like a key for constant evolving in a sense or constant upgrading through the next couple of years and it is Kind of like getting your brain to understand that when you face yourself, when you do the inner work, okay, when you face certain current habits, to do it from a, some would say higher self, um, you could kind of straight up say from non-judgmental point of view, you can even link to that from the universe's point of view because the universe is not judging you. Or else your bed sheet would have flown out the window from the morning if it was judging you. Or water just, you know, wouldn't even get into your cup. Like, the universe doesn't judge you. So you can have all those bases as your standpoint to look at, let's say, a current behavior or a current habit or a current position uh, or something that you want to change within yourself. And... When you have that visual image in your mind, okay, and that 
when you take up that position, that non-judgmental point to look at the issue, just doing that, okay, already has you clearing it up on a majority of it. Because one, when you look at it from that non-judgmental point, you're not reacting. So you're not getting sucked into the story it has. You know, you're not stuck, uh, getting sucked into the emotional charge that it has. That's a big, big thing because you're not going through the loop reaction of looking at what the thing that you want to change and then the mind running its fucking pattern, you know, its prior pattern or judging you at that point. You're just stopping it there because you're kind of looking at it from a non-judgmental point. And a big key that happens as well because that's, you know, already not repeating the pattern keeps you in the clear. Um, a big key that happens as well is you automatically expand. Because you've taken that point of non-reaction, you're able to look at it. And every time that you do, okay, and then you just simply nonchalantly decide, okay, well, let me change that pattern immediately. Well, every time that you do, you, you automatically expand. You've went outside of the current self to look at it from a completely compassionate understanding and unconditionally loving point and thus you, you know it's like unawarely you've taken that next step you've done the expansion in that sense you know you're not wrapped up into that loop anymore so it gives you this very interesting, like, free-flowing point and naturally has you ascending to that higher, you know, higher self or universal look on the current situation or universe's look, not universal look. You know, you don't want to go with society's look. <laughs> That's changing, but still, in that very same moment, you've kind of just taken a step back. You've stopped the pattern. And while you're facing it from that standpoint, you've just kind of automatically ascended it. Or you've done, well, automatically, to a certain degree, you've, got, you've done at least 80 to 90% of the path there. You know, the rest is repetition. Because you're going to be repeating that new pattern as the previous pattern has been, you know, unawarely and unconsciously repeated. So... Right then and there, you've done a majority of the, like, unawarely. And just by that simple action, you've done a majority of the change. The rest is just doing that conscious repetition to override the prior repetition, the prior unconscious repetition. And that's just much faster. Again, it's kind of like using that cheat code of, okay, what if I was already past it? What if I already had... Um, let's say, gone over this or beat this or, well, not necessarily beat, but let's say ascended from that or surpassed that or, you know, just uh, worked it out. What if I just had changed pattern? What would be the preferred pattern? And then booyah. Well, it's practically the same thing. You are already looking from the non-judgmental point. You've gone past that state. So the rest is just repetition. And being, you know, diligent with that repetition. It's kind of, well, it's quite cool because when you start noticing it, you play with it. 
you know. But when you realize that, that it's just a stop moment away, that your expansion, your growth is just taking a moment to pause on the pattern and doing that, then you're able to kind of see the infinite potential that you've got to have that process and to do it on various other things. So it's a practice, yet it's a practice that we have readily available. And it's basically, it's kind of like having a bit of a tug of war with the mind, because of course I can fully understand that the mind will try to bring, you know, it'll try to bring its bucket load of excuses that it, or its bucket load of, uh, you know, antagonistic aspect, depending on the case that it picked up from that repeated pattern, which, you know, started from an initial impression, the early environment or parental influence or even media influence. Yet, again, take a stand and not, again, it's not necessarily needing to be aggressive. It's just kind of like, nah, I want to be non-judgmental over this. I want to look at this. And you can even refer back to, again, the initial state when, how you were born. Remember, huh? When you were born, you didn't have any good, bad, right, and wrong. You weren't have into duality. So that very same stance is the stance the universe takes. Again, you're the soul coming into the body. You're not the body and the mind. Well, it's, you know, it's a mix, non-duality, <laughs> kicking our butts. But your main controller, in a sense, you know, your main con- controller, like a Super Nintendo controller or PlayStation controller, whatever you want to use, okay? Your main controller is the soul. You are the soul. So taking that stance puts you in that non-judgmental state, and then you're able to kind of see what would be the next point or the different point. At times, it might help to add inner child work to it. And I say, use all the tools in conjunction, whatever kind of works for you. Yet, you build your toolboxes, and this is one of those interestingly and effective tool when you kind of just sit down and get your conscious mind to realize that. Then, hey, play and watch how 2020, 2021, and all those further years are just going to be fucking fun. Oh, an interesting little notch. Basically, this, okay, every one of you and any one of you can achieve this kind of insights, this awareness, inner insight and awareness, and even receiving guidance like that, you know, receiving channeling. Because when you kind of take into account your excellence in anything, depends on your amount of passion and focus during your repetitions, knowing that everything is mastered with repetition, then once you point that out towards who you, you know, asking the question, who am I? And you start off understanding that your starting point was a complete blank slate, then going from that non-dual beacon you'll ask further and further question and see more and more mechanics of what's been happening within you're also going to be much more prone towards looking at various interpretation of that uh, you could say growth period from various kind of countries and also the interpretations um, philosophically and psychologically it's going to become a bit natural to land on more books 
on more talks and podcasts, but it's not going to become this structured, school-structured type of thing. With passion, it becomes kind of like just a little, hey, what if, what if? And you start looking deeper into it naturally because you're more curious on how you got to be to the current point, which then gives you even more awareness and insight on how you can change it because it's all momentum. So, again, it's this aspect of how much passion for the repetition that you have and how much focus because the the amount of focus was will give you kind of access to deeper layers of awareness within various subjects of yourself. You know, you'll kind of allow yourself to go deeper. And also, again, with that starting point, a, a more, you know, complete understanding of that starting point, which goes in the aspect of not necessarily knowing anything and experiencing various things through feelings before even having words to label and describe. So, again, looking at everything with much more wonder. So, these are great keys to kind of allow yourself to go all in on what is your own relationship to consciousness you know to the universe how it works and how also you know the mind body thing connects to it how does it all kind of work this becomes more and more interesting and much more of an interest um intriguing but also playful subject again you don't go nutty with it you see it as a playful game of discovery of who you are at the core and your connection with everyone else in that aspect so yeah you can all do it you can all get this it'll be and it may come out with different word it may have different variations but it's practically saying all the same thing this or discovering all the same thing various aspects and various perspective of communion and unity within each other it's intriguing <laughs> really and then receiving more knowledge about that it's really fucking cool so I'd say 2020, 2021, just have that fun. Okay, 2021 and further years, of course. <laughs> but yeah, that kind of gets you a, also a very, very interesting um, layout. Very interesting and easy layout. A more familiar layout of your inner world. And its various structures which you can change as you please, understanding how they were built, how a certain chain of beliefs are made, or perceptual ideas. And that literally kind of gives you a key over your reactions. So, we may... 
it may feel complex at first, but it gets really simple. And again, all in the aspect of not necessarily being distracted from doing that inner work, keeping a certain amount of focus to understand more and more subtleties and being able to remember what you've kind of rediscovered within yourself. Okay, I am beyond hype. Um, there's a local business that I tend to go to from time to time for Indian food. Terrific, terrific food. Terrific people as well. And two weeks, two to three weeks back, one of the owner told me that her aunt was, you know, feeling sick, that she had a, was in a comatose state. And a, they said cancer, comatose state, or something similar to that. And it's like, okay, well then let's focus on seeing it already as past. You know, revisit this conversation that we had and see it already as past. And change that conversation, you know. And we both kept that in mind. Saying that every time that we see each other, we'll think about that new conversation. And... What ended up happening is tonight I went there, <laughs> and I guess what? She's healed. She's fine. She called her, like, yesterday, and, like, she's completely fine. And it's like, holy shit! Yes! Oh, man, this is... That's what I'm talking about. Fucking human metaphysical powers. Let's go! Oh! So I am ecstatic that it's like, and even I, you know, after that initial meeting, kept in mind revisiting that conversation and then dropped it, letting it go. So two, three weeks after, booyah, healed. Oh, this is amazing, you know, and she was so fucking happy as well. And it's like, yes, yes, you know, let's just beam that fucking health. I'm always amazed at this whole as this whole metaphysical aspect, and I think I told you guys the whole body scan thing that I learned in channeling was another surprising. Like, I was shocked at the accuracy that the fellow student saw what was going on within and brought up some memories that I've never really spoken about to other people. Yet, all that kind of showed up in the body scan. And it's like, how do you, how do you know? Like, really deep fucking memories. And it's like, okay, yeah, all right, I can't deny it anymore. This is, this shit is real. <laughs> and it's like, spot on. <sighs> it, moments like this make me, like, one, love life even more. And then two, they help basically getting that old jaded conscious mind you know remembering the background i kind of came from it helps pushing that back in a way with a one more perception perceptual awareness of these things understanding the factors even more having those being more and more part of my life including as i spoke about on instagram the connection with God, you know, unhaltered, unhindered by any kind of dogma or ideas that it's, I guess, is anything but unconditional, because that fucks around with it too. And uh, 
yeah, it's just uh, being in awe, you know? <laughs> you can see from this enthusiasm that I'm like, yeah, it's fucking awesome. And it's like being bold about it, being bold about talking about it, because this shit is not it's kind of like saying it's not new it's been spoken about multiple times yet now we're at a point where we're understanding this in a more of a collective aspect it's not my religion or my practice or me me you know it's like no 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 let's just pull up and see how what kind of resonates you know with each and every one of us and finding these interconnected methods and just seeing it as already done speaking it as already done is one heck of a factor and especially the letting go because then the conscious mind doesn't stand in a way it's not like oh it's not gonna happen you know that's one of the things I've kind of noticed when the conscious mind or if you keep at times you know you or I might keep a certain set of repetitive thoughts based on an old perception so when the conscious mind steps in a way then it ain't gonna happen but once you let it go you get more chance of evading that conscious mind being in the way and then have cool shit happen. <laughs> um, so, yeah, fuck, wow, can't wait. Pl- can't wait to play with this some more, you know, to see more of this, to play, to have, how do you say, more conscious experiences like that, more conscious, just, ah, okay, awesomeness, you know, kind of coming in. So, ah, fucking awesome. Ooh, now I found something really good. This is where the having a... It's kind of like having a person that reflects upon you gets to be quite amazing as an experience. Because there's so many things that are that can be learned through that interconnection of experience that clarity kind of comes in as reflection happens so recently uh, a friend of mine has been around you know more often than prior uh, in proximity so we had more and more reflections and intertwining that happened on Facebook and a thing that I notice is uh, this person has been writing about their current status using certain terminologies keeping them in a current now quite often and you know me me and terminologies it's always hoppity hop uh, hoppity hop back and forth meaning there is a validity to it yet not to remain bound by it because if you stick to a certain set of terminologies you will adopt those feelings as well and if they're not favorable towards you moving into a different status, then you just kind of keep yourself locked in. What kind of happened was noticing a ten, uh, trend and tendency that I used to have as well in my initial interactions online, where it is to name a current situation on social media and then kind of remaining a bit bound by that well not remaining bound this is something i'll explain in a bit moment but it's kind of like saying i am currently this way or this is what's been happening for the past few days and i'm feeling this way and i know i spoke about this concept before but now it kind of brought uh, a bigger light to it based on various things that i uh, encountered in the last few months 
it's the fact that when you post that online, you're repeating a current state and you're also projecting it outward. Whatever you state, whatever you perceive will come back because now it is in your world, okay? You you know about it. It's kind of like knowing about cheesecake and then being able to identify it even further later on because you've now known about it and then you jump into the variations of it. The same kind of goes for practically everything. Uh, see no evil, hear no evil, in that sense. That is a kind of repetition. Yet, uh, you guys know I'm quite adamant to wipe out the term autistic because it is a negative polarity of just being a genius that's not balancing certain aspects of their life. And the repetition of that terminology keeps you in that state, in the idea of lack, in the idea that you're missing something. But again, the terminology can only be from an opposite that sees you as different. Meaning, a person that's completely not in your mind and in your state won't necessarily understand what you would work on to balance in the moment. So it's like blankly stating you as autistic. Now, here's how, you know, or I kind of already explained it. At the end of the day, it's just, oh, okay, what do I need to balance? That's it, that's all. What would I rather balance? Yet, it has nothing to do with the other person. So, the terminology is bullshit. Because you're just going to balance what you need to balance and move on. You are not in a fixed state. You are always in an ever-changing state. But that's the little trap that we unconsciously fell into when it came to social media. You know, you set up a status, you set up a profile, and this is who I am. No, wrong. You're constantly changing and growing. And the depths of yourself will never necessarily be known by the exterior to the degree that you do. It's not that they need to. Nobody necessarily needs to and nobody will. It's just understanding that to leave yourself and allow yourself to be in a fluctuating state as your natural state is. Yet when you start posting that kind of stuff online and you affirm, you you know, it's kind of like putting a stamp and saying this is my state. Well... One, you repeat it within yourself, you repeat those feelings, you repeat the state, thus you project it outward. And here's the double-edged sword, which kind of jumps into metaphysical aspect, or other people will see you in that state. So their image of you is of that current state as they read your post, even if your post is like two days ago or two hours ago. So your possible change of state is not caught by them because the post is only a singular time stamp. Yet, they'll keep that idea of you based on what you've posted. And energetically, this is where we jump into metaphysics, people. Energetically, this becomes a hindrance to you because you're constantly moving. You're aiming to, to have a change and to move away to, into a better state, yet indirectly you have given, transposed, and, and propagated a prior state to everyone else, which will then keep it in mind and will know you and see you as that latest, that last image of yourself, which still remains fresh. 
unless you're bringing out a different image after. But then you kind of have to hope that they see that post as well. You see it, how kind of tricky it kind of gets? And as we studied with the Neville Goddard teachings and various other teachings, keep an idea of a person and your perception, because it also goes psychologically, your perception in mind, your last file on them in your hard drive, the mind, will literally kind of dictate how you see them. It will literally have an energetic resonance to, hey, come back to this, you know, because this is how I see you. There's a reason why Jesus said, go forth and tell no one. Because oftentimes they will bring you back into the sickness state as they saw you prior. They won't necessarily believe that you changed that state. Now, this is, um, it's a bit of an extreme comparison to a certain degree because you're not sick. Yet it is still, because of that post and this being the last image I have of you, this in my mind is still a fresh image of you. Unless I'm going into energy facilitation or just um, kind of like proactively helping you move out of that state by perceiving you in a different state. And, you know, you got to know what you got to know. You, you, you know what I mean? You, you got to know. You can only know what you can know uh, is maybe a better phrasing because you'd have to know it to do it. Yet if you don't and you're kind of, you know, in this in the social, um, you could say pendulum i was about to say brainwashing but it's not necessarily a good term because we didn't know it's not done intentionally it's done it's not done ma maleficently in a sense with negative intention or evil intention it's just that we were taught to say the truth say your current now and then school reinforces that aspect of okay how are you feeling now instead of where do you want to go what do you aim? What are you working towards? What's that vision that you have of yourself and your different state? So oftentimes it's this aspect of, well, I don't necessarily want to lie, but that's BS. That was always BS. You have the right to have your goals. You have the right to have your vision and you have the right to state it as already a being. Okay. In your perception, you are integrating it as you're doing that repetition, unlike the prior repetition of saying, oh, this is something I don't necessarily like or remaining bottled up in certain terminologies that are not helping you. So it's a change. It's quite a change. It's quite interesting because it does offer a revision of terminologies inside and a revision of practice when it comes to outside as well. And it's all a balance. It's all a, a fun little game of balance, okay? It's just kind of being aware about what you say and what you perpetuate in your future, what you say in the now, you know what I mean? Um, what are you recreating? What are you setting up to be repeated as you're saying it in the now and even thinking it in the now? And also being a tad bit, again, always being a tad bit um, questioning of the terminologies and terms that you use. Because remember, you didn't have it when you were born and most and many of it are, are created by societies and then change throughout the years. So 
when you dabble back and forth with this and understand that you don't necessarily need to be bound by terminologies, then you kind of watch what you say, see what kind of comes true or comes back from it, both in the aspect of your mood and feeling and then your perception of reality. And then, you know, allow yourself to play, change. You ain't bound by it. And you ain't bound by other people's perception. That whole thing was what left humanity in a toxic uh, space. Also, the whole eggshell aspect of things, too. But you always know that's kind of bullshit. It's based on someone else's reaction. Yet, you'll never know the granularity of their experience and why they react. That was why parenting in the old days, which is now trickling down, never necessarily work. You know, you can't scold... in the aspect of the subconscious thoughts and having, you know, kind of letting yourself live through experience. That, you know, the scolding, the punishment, it never worked. Because it's an expectation of a granular knowledge that you never had from someone else's perception and perspective, which you can't integrate ever. It'll never be to that granularity and you shouldn't have never been expected to know what you didn't know at the moment that you didn't know. Again both extreme left and extreme right crazy asses so now let's get to that balance point and have that fun but i'm truly grateful for that experience because these are some of the things that in other areas of my life i can notice certain times i use certain terminologies um, and ideas of professionalism and all of that which were just stuff that was indoctrinated within words at the end of the day what's my service What's my goal for my client in that sense, you know, or even just doesn't even necessarily need to be a client. could just be a person, a friend, a a meeting in the street. You know, it's not bound by this aspect of terminology. Whoever I help, I help. That's it. That's all. And then revenues come. You know, it's not bound by a single method, a single way to make revenues. So... I'm loving this because being more open with my thinking, my perception, and the many ways that things can be, you know, can go and come or come and go, well, then it allows me a fluidity in life and much more playfulness instead of being restricted in a box of labels and uh, strict, strict structures and such. You know, you can always go back and forth. It's all an aspect of balance. So fun stuff and these kind of reflections it always makes me happy to have met that person because again we all impact each other's life and upon being able to see how those reflections happen it's like oh wow i learn even more and then i can help other people as well you know it's so fucking cool (laughs) awesomeness kind of being humbled now um what happened is I landed on a video that kind of spoke about the fact that we came here without knowledge, you know, the <laughs> kind of stuff I repeat, you know, we didn't, well, okay, those uh, half and half, what it brought was the aspect of the soul contract, meaning came here fully accepting you'd forget, but you'd be able to remember that you can just simply create things and jump into the aspect of joy, wonders, curiosity, and creation the initial baby state because you're not too much aware of the aspect of you being able to create but you're still reacting 
a certain way to get a certain, let's say, attention. So there's, you know, a nurturing feeling that's being created. Anyway, that's going a bit too deep into it. Yet, it's not necessarily fully aware. And interestingly enough, they're like, well, yeah, you kind of went through life, got filled up by the collective consciousness, societal thinking, you know, the TV type of repetition, where you learn the good and the bad, in a sense. You know, you kind of get duality created. So it kind of leads you to forgetting that at any point in moment, you can return to that pure state and simply create something in your mind that's really fun. Visualize something that's really fun and letting yourself play with that. At any point, you can change your mood and state to that. And so that kind of gives you a very interesting golden gun, golden I-64 style. Because whenever you feel yourself in a negative mood, you just and and point and do that like a golden visualization in a sense, something that's really fun and joyful, and you're gonna have that in the moment. So you flip your mood, you open up your ideas to a whole new database of possibilities for you, because you're jumping at it with a lot of fun, too, and you kind of learn more and more to go into non-duality look at multiple nuances of things that you really prefer and then see wherever you know a shadow would kind of pop up and then you again do the same process you understand that okay that shadow or that negative thought or that negative feeling the thinking behind it is not something i consciously chose nor did i have it from the be you know at the total beginning it came up at one point and it was assumed and then there's multiple factors on why it was assumed that way. You look into it, you clear it, and then you go, okay, let's go. Um, you, literally, it's like, okay, back to joy. It's that, it gets to be that simple. Yet, the reason why I started off saying I'm humbled is because when that video started pushing that, which led to this discussion, so I'm really thankful for that, and big-ass realization, um... I realized that, yeah, <laughs> I remember hearing something like that around the time I was listening to Tony Robbins, but I didn't believe it then. So it was, it, you know, I didn't even understand it mechanically, how I can use it as a process. It just didn't land, you know, uh, various other things about love and unconditional love didn't necessarily land like they did right now and i kind of realized and which is the reason why i'm humbled i realized that yeah there is a scale of accepting that or being able to perceive that more and more throughout your daily life you know it's uh, you can't just bounce into it from a very further away point or you can't expect yourself to do so yet you also know that the repetition, the slow repetition of this new pathway and new way of thinking, feeling, connecting and uniting is, how do you say, the more you repeat that, unlike just like the prior repetition, the more it's going to get anchored and the more your awareness of it grows so more things and more pathways become visible to you yet 
you kind of give yourself that that chance at more joy in life you know you kind of also get to a point where it's like okay if i'm gonna complain about something what's the train of thought i didn't necessarily choose that's make me waste my time about it you can use that angle too you know you use whatever angle to get your mind to understand that when you do that inner clearing process and just kind of return to your natural state life's fucking fun and you're completely in control with about everything that every part of the fun that you're constructing and creating for yourself because you're the only one that's really going to know the granularity of it again the importance of taking that time for yourself and not necessarily you know letting outside or the exterior get too much of your attention because then you're the one leaving a pile of let's say blockers or hindrance or reactions behind you and it's just piling up until you clear it and you never necessarily chose to have those in the first place so you might as well just clean them up (laughs) you know it's that simple it's not an aspect of judgment or higher than thou you know or or righteousness comparison it's no it's just simply there's a backlog there's some shit you didn't you learn and you acted on that you didn't necessarily select and you wouldn't necessarily do and they kind of weigh on you there's certain methods of thinking that you've had but you didn't necessarily choose so clear it up call it a day don't judge yourself or don't judge anyone else because hey you took your time before clearing it up (laughs) And you want to be playful about it. It's like, yeah, you did take some time, but you didn't know what you didn't know. Correct. So you can't blame them as well. Same deal. We're all playing the same game. We're just, we weren't aware we were playing co-op. It's because humanity started PVE, you know, fighting each other. Um, And, you know, the cycle of violence is now just hitting a kind of end point. Um, and we're talking about free violence. Like, I'm going to invade your kingdom because I feel insulted about what you said. But maybe I took it a different way. Maybe you had a different intention. See, I didn't ask. So, reaction, flare up, millions at, Or, well, thousands. You know? See, we, we are kind of like done with that point. So, it becomes more and more interesting to understand that, hey, we finally got to a point where we can look back clear shit up stop pointing at each other understanding that we are born the same way so why are we fighting you know because what we've been told okay so let's just say fuck that that's another person's perception ain't no point in fighting the feeling the the negative feeling that you feel in hitting someone else you know or in that moment of anger well it's coming from you why why are you reproducing that you never necessarily chose that that's not your original point See, it just gets to a stopping point, (laughs) literally. But the time has to be taken for an individual to do that. If something else becomes a prey or, you know, you balance it out. But uh, if something else becomes more of a priority without you necessarily knowing or feeling it, um, know that you'll just straight up increase your enjoyment and life and productivity of something that's really fun to you at every point or at every day, or in a sense, you know, every day, practically every moment becomes a thinking moment about what would be fun, 
about this project or this idea or that idea. And then the bonus uh, icing on it is like, how's it going to improve everyone else's life? How am I, you know, how, or even better question, if you feel that you can make that jump, is how would, how did the person that was exposed to this feel? You know, how well did they, okay, that's the third jump. How well did they feel? How amazing did they feel? You know, when I say jumps, it's like, depending on your state, I can feel that there might be a blocker there, you know? So I'm kind of gauging it by three levels in per se. It's a concept. You don't necessarily need to to take it as is, but eh, if the visual helps, use it, you know? And this kind of like an example of the stuff that you can come up with when you dive inside yourself. And you kind of like the, let's say, the unique traits and inner workings of us as humans. You're like kind of curious. Okay, wait. So what does create human thought? You know, instead of getting caught up in gossip that you'll never truly understand the depth of because you're not living it you dive inside yourself to kind of just one appreciate your uniqueness and then two again as fully explained clear up some of the backlog and understand how it can happen to anyone (laughs) so and then you find ways to kind of uh, find solutions which then help you grow at the same time. See, like the growth become infinite to the degree that you spend that time. Yet, this is why again you gotta hammer your brain a bit of it, lightly, you know, jokingly. You gotta hammer it to go, hey, push the distractions aside because this process brings you this, 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 and this. You know, and also gauge your time of distraction just to be able to have a visual balance. And, you know, it's an integral process. So don't judge. Again, pure unconditional love and utter compassion for everything that led you to these moments. The more you do that, the more it's going to become a habit. And you'll see, you'll literally overturn the other repetition. The thing you didn't choose. You're literally going to quickly overturn it. It could even be within a day or a couple of hours. All to the degree that you spend time focusing on it. So that's another factor. Got to reduce the distraction. (laughs) And when focusing on it, becoming more and more aware that you're running circles around your being, the entirety of what you've lived Um, but that can also go to the entirety of the souls in past life level. That's, you know, that may go a tad bit further than some of you might want to, but that's cool. You, you choose, you choose whatever kind of works with you. Some things are really kind of interesting, so it could be fun to dive into these, but only if it calls you, you have choice of anything else. Still, you literally get down to that level and have a an understanding that you can just change control various things you have more control than you'd think to the degree that you're aware of it and the more circles you run around your being the easier 
you are to locate yourself in there, meaning certain subjects are going to be so familiar, you won't even spend a fraction of a thought deciding something to evolve within it and then having fun creating a, a various scenarios about it in your mind because you're familiar with that area and you have no blocker, which would then push you away with a negative feeling until you face it. So that literally speeds up your understanding of yourself and the various things going on around you. <laughs> Again, more reasons to take that fucking time. <laughs> but as you do this, uh, and the f faster you get, and it becomes much easier to carry yourself from situation to situation with clear goals, definitive objectives, and a straight-up handle on how you want to create that for your life. Um, or that slash various projects for your life because you'll have revised them in your mind real quickly and you'll have cleaned up all the blockers so it, it's like a water duct just flowing because you cleared up all the clogs that you didn't necessarily choose in your life so no judgment okay scrub scrub done let's go <laughs> so wow and again um geez i think Every fucking element that led to this point of realization. Every fucking element. So all the various nights of trying to figure out certain things with Tony Robbins or trying to understand a bit more Sadhguru or, um, you know, having gaining a certain bit from one and then at times forgetting two weeks after. Uh, yet... It's this sense of just looking at this, again, who we are as a human being from multiple lens and perspectives, multiple points of view. I keep saying it, man. You guys can do it. It's literally just gaining multiple lenses to perceive what it is being human. And then... It, it all kind of leads you to that early state of just fluidity and no stance taking. That initial time that we, again, were a baby and didn't necessarily have any opinion, positions, or stances. Just an aspect of familiarity and feeling towards certain things. So, again, no judgment. <laughs> um, it's kind of interesting as you play back and forth with because you tend to figure out that all lenses you know multiple religions and even up to quantum physics level all of them kind of bring a a connection to that initial state in their own way and as well as kind of going deeper into the aspect of what it is to be a soul instead of just the mind and body so more stuff are, are understood about consciousness so then when you go inward and you just look into or inside consciousness it's like huh it, it, various things just kind of come up um See, I can't even put it into words. 
it's as if all options are possible you you tap into it's as if you're able to tap into a pool of possibilities and you're basically setting yourself a trail you know you literally just explore that trail that you've set up on your own and then grow from it um true that there's a sense of more unity camaraderie understanding compassion and that's one of the multiple things that could be said about it literally it's uh, it's vast i don't necessarily know how i could describe it even further it's something that you want to feel for yourself because words don't necessarily express the entirety of it but pretty sure there's multiple other attempts or other definitions that could come up you're in this flow state is a great let's say um, comparison to it yet you apply that for just everything in your life um perspective is ever fluid perception is as well it's like creating a flowing river of ideas towards an objective in a sense okay that's jeez that's um, sometimes it really goes deep that's what I can tell sometimes it really really goes deep uh, fuck it you'll find your own definition <laughs> literally it's uh, own unique thing so yeah me trying to put it into words would just simply be my representation of it or emotional representation to the, the to the vocabulary degree that I can bring it, which is, uh, <laughs> I'm going to need to spend more time trying to think about that, eh, but not obsessively. not trying to recalibrate that state all the time. It just happens. Sometimes I notice I try to get into that state consciously, and because of the effort that's being strained, it just doesn't kick in. I I try to get into that state during the morning as well. Yeah, the one thing I gotta watch out personally, like I always say, distractions. Sometimes it's like not wanting to draw and stream something at the same time because noticed I straight up noticed the difference between going at high speed of thoughts versus having the split RAM. So, part of thoughts on the drawing, part of thoughts on what's being listened to. And dumping 
all the rams on a single thing literally gets you the best results because you'll be able to visualize the next step that very same way again flow state so geez so many things comes up <laughs> yeah okay so that's practically it for now um again quite humbled and i'm like okay yes i can't expect major jumps there's there's a, a certain visual represent or uh, you know construct of levels so of belief because of the indoctrination we didn't necessarily choose to return back to that state in a much more repetitive way so yeah don't force yourself to expect yourself to just jump there that's nutty but understand as soon as you start doing a little step by little step momentum is going to get there and then you'll start noticing your focus is much sharper on the things that you prefer and like and you won't be wasting your time with you know useless gossip or drama because yeah waste of time you'll never know the bottom of there and your story actually counts the most for yourself and everyone else around you because you get yourself to that peak state that great mood constant flow and you get that realization that we're again all playing co-op cooperation we're all in this together and we're by base continuously um, inspiring and evolving each other simply by our contacts and our uniqueness adding to the whole creating new and even your interpretation of other things is the same thing new creation it's a variation your own take your own unique touch so it counts <laughs> all of it everyone not one over another it's everyone equally it's the same process it's just we were told otherwise by people who were told otherwise you see the chain the cycle okay so you stop that and <laughs> you get it it's silly so take a hold and be proud at the same time but again it's fun proud not self-righteous shit proud <laughs> the fake you know you just kind of go yeah stopping this uh some of that generational shit that's awesome see it took this long and now we got the understanding because we fucking co-opted if it wasn't for the internet it wouldn't be that easy to collect this kind of knowledge and be able to look at multiple lenses and if it wasn't for the people who got the insight and were brave enough to put it out there you know even though in society they would have been fucking shamed scorned and all we've known worse periods witch burning trials you know well we're no longer at that point and we all decided to collectively pull that together and these author fucking key they inspired others they inspired others which inspired this so again planetary game that's the whole fucking co-op you know it's fucking cool it's really fucking cool so yeah man have that fun let's do this man <laughs> let's fucking do this and that's to the collective you know let's kick it up to the next gear
Have a good one, guys. And gals. And everyone. Straight up like, uh, like in le professionnel. Everyone! See, gotta make it fun. Alright, later. Okay, so a bit more of a clean-cut way to say it um, is basically you can focus on practically and you can kind of create multiple things in your mind. You can preemptively create your journey or project or anything in, in your mind. And the two big factors is like one, getting out of your own way. So you use it as a trick to get your mind to see, you know, to pop up the barriers and then clearing it out with remembering that again you're the all you never necessarily chose those initial thoughts and those thoughts momentum um and then the second thing that's a big hurry is or a big key is the focus being able to keep a hundred percent of your focus on this visualization and this mental creation you can kind of stand up let your body move play or like again it's allowing yourself to go into full free flow yet control it to a point where you're able to create with it so at times you might want to let your body loose let it uh do its motions you know if it's related to the project or just kind of free-flowing movement uh you'll feel at times it'll want to shake off some kind of energies but it's kind of like there's an aspect of movement allowing a sense of just vitality in relationship to what you're creating but also in general and as well as you could say shaking off energy shaking off old thoughts um it could also be a personalization of what's being created so if it puts you in a certain kind of state or mood if it's yes if it puts you in a certain kind of state of mood then at times you'll just your body's just gonna get into that you know so um all that if you keep it balanced with focus so you allow yourself again um maybe i've never mentioned this before but the sherlock holmes tv show is a very good example of what you can do when he goes into the mental palace that's exactly something that you can use uh in the same way shuffling things around as if it's a vr space you know, you you allow yourself to personalize your imagination to the point where you'll be able to spot when the conscious mind brings up its, um, you know, the backlog of beliefs and perceptual blockers that you indirectly take. Well, you'll be able to encounter those live right in front of you and then modify them in on the spot in the moment so that. It's not just a fleeting thought or a fleeting visualization. Because of your focus, your your enhanced focus on that um, practice, you know, because of that, you're able to catch those and just drop them with much more ease. Plus, you feel it feels less well, paradoxically, both personal and less personal, because you're seeing it as an imagination. So it does feel less personal, but it is personal because it comes from you. So there's a higher potential of a lack of attachment to it once you kind of dispatch it in that space in that virtual space and you'll feel the effect on your body it's actually really cool so allow yourself to have that it's basically again 
having the conscious mind be out of its own way or you being out of your own way because you're both the conscious mind and the soul you know got to play with non-duality let's get let's get that ball rolling 2021 and then the aspect of high focus because you'll notice if a notification kind of pops up while you do this process boom you're done you're because your train of thought goes so fast. Remember, you're dealing with light speed thoughts, which you are increasing every time that you pay attention to it. At that speed, any kind of distraction might just, you know, to a certain degree, throw you off in the initial state. At times, you'll be able to bounce back. Yet, you want to put all the cards in your advantage. You want to put all, you know, the situation in your advantage. You want to kind of put everything at your advantage so no distraction no notification get that full hundred percent focus and you play and discover even more within your own inner world which then again you're running circles around your life making it much easier to manage and place those thoughts these ideas and being much more familiar with what's going on to then create just create you'll you'll literally clear off whatever's in the way so have that fun uh, a bit like the movie souls you can personalize some of these uh thoughts ideas uh, as if they were entities which is a good thing just don't um remain with the movie logic and the hero story meaning those entities don't necessarily judge you again you know nothing judge you everything is impartial the judging aspect is just kind of like a a virus that we kind of spread indirectly humanity wise or you know what not we but well half and half uh again remember there's a lot of uh, our ancestors didn't fucking know this the feeling of division from the heart you know the heart connection that wasn't necessarily told so it's kind of like a virus that started and just naturally kind of spread but then as you return and understand that that heart division or you know the heart reaction the heart compass the heart guiding system the emotional guiding com- uh, system you can check out both joe dispenza and abraham hicks for that well then you understand there's no division so entities don't judge you again whenever you judge you judge yourself that's it that's all it comes from you you know so don't fall into the movie representation of that that is to make an entertaining movie or else movies would be boring all right so play with that and yeah give yourself some time give yourself some chance you get more familiar with it and yeah let's have a great time I guess a little tidbit that could kind of help with the whenever you hit on the stumbling blocks let's say as an example and the creative aspect of things if one thing doesn't necessarily work out you can kind of write out write it out as a joke and i'll bring an example there are certain projects that I want to create, yet at times I might just tackle on a first step, either in the mind or either physically, and I find myself at a uh, at a point where I don't necessarily know how to continue, or maybe I feel that I want to switch the direction for that idea, 
And what used to happen was a sense of frustration, you know, again, coming from a, I can call them a try-hard family, <laughs> try, um, try-hard mentality type of deal, or, um, you know, being um, raised in an aspect of, okay, you need to get this on the first shot, that kind of bullshit. So because of that, there used to be frustration that would come up, you know, that was the initial programming. Yet then... One thing that I, that I started doing more and more, especially on um, my own time and just, you know, here and there, was just kind of beatboxing certain ideas, certain remixes um, for music that I like and just playing with old my own composition. But when trying to remix, at times the same issue would come up. Yet I've noticed that I can just kind of play it off and go... Oh, well, that remix, that specific remix would have worked. Um, let me, you know, just kind of joking at the fact that, yeah, that remix would have worked. But I purposely kind of, it's kind of like purposely messing it up after you notice that the tune or the specific flow doesn't necessarily work. So that then you can just joke about it and retake it. Like have a round two. So it's... It, all that in the aspect of having a fluid mental motion in your leading towards your round two. And yeah, I'm adding a bit too many words to it, but I'm trying to kind of explain the concept a bit further. So it was, okay, that tune, you know, I start out the tune, not necessarily ending where I want. Yet instead of getting frustrated, it's like, okay, well, let me just butcher it a tad bit more. <laughs> Have fun with it because I'm not taking it seriously. When it comes to beatboxing, it just comes in fluidly, effortlessly, and there's no stakes in a sense. You know, I just do it for fun. So with that mindset and just going, okay, well, it could have worked. Messed it. You know, I, I just ran with it. Read it, you could say read it to the ground, whatever. And let me take back from that line to then figure out what would work a bit better. So what's the next result that I want? What's the um, the emotional result that I want? Ah, okay, there we go. Hone in, locked on, let's go. So just playing it off, you know, writing it out alleviates the idea of pressure that would be placed upon it you know this this sense of importance to it and then it's just back to creation as a whole so it it could be a very interesting tactic to to use especially if you know you were kind of in placed in that mindset you know that collective mindset of trying to get things a certain way, putting an over amount of importance on certain things or expectation, even worse. I think expectation is the one to kind of wipe out in a sense with, with a certain amount of balance, if you know what I mean. Not completely, but understanding the kind of like the emotional crutch that it creates. And then as you do this, you no longer kind of put yourself in a all or nothing type scenario you acknowledge that you can just play with the idea and that not necessarily getting that step down is nothing 
it, you know, getting the result that you don't necessarily have is nothing. And even actually even better, you can even morph that into maybe another idea. You know, you might just literally be able to morph it into another idea from the point that you joked with it instead of taking it so seriously. It's like a, a simple retooling. And of course, can't do that in classes, right? <laughs> because it's serious business. But yet, you're changing this. You're flipping it, you know? So, yeah, play with this. Because it's all a game. It's all a game. And as you remove slowly and carefully, and all that with balance, you remove this importance. You remove this... Um, expectation, which oftentimes is just the mind projecting onto you whatever had been learned prior, yet never necessarily realizing that, hey, ultimately, every creation is different. You can't force yourself to be exactly one specific way or to be exactly like a specific model or to, you know, constantly force yourself to strike gold every time, in a sense. So it's part of life run with it, play, joke, and then get to that next result. And then use whatever you've discovered in your, let's say, lockbox of tools. So, um, Also, I guess this is hammering a bit of a topic that I've hammered prior, but it's now it's making much more light. Um, so when you understand that collectively humanity has often had phases of disbelief. So whether it be creating the light bulb or the four-minute mile, which in Quebec we happily call the beep test, um, there's always been periods in humanity that are like, oh, this is not possible. Oh, this can't be. And then look what happens. They are proven wrong. Mostly because oftentimes, and again, this is not an accusation. It's just understanding that the collective often by peer pressure, proxy thinking, and proxy perceiving, often influenced by, you know, either society or the religious aspect of things, will go into a sense of disbelief about what is possible for a person or a collective. Yet, again, that is just past repetition to influence one's perception, including the collective, which is then broken as soon as somebody does it. Remember, guys, the four-minute mile was thought to be impossible. They thought that the human heart would explode and that nobody could do it until somebody did it. 1950, around that time, or even prior. And then, you know, a month after, oh, school kids, you know, high uh, college students were able to do it. And guess what? Us, as that, gener you know, this current generation, um, and even the younger kids, we did it in grade school. You know, so it's just to hammer and understand the fact that there is an aspect of there is a collective momentum of disbelief that is often proven wrong or, you know, not advantages. And in that sense, again, good, bad, right, wrong. But you understand it's saying that, you know, the collective often sees in one direction because that direction has been repeated in the past and has continuously been perceived based on that repetition until something else was perceived. And then it's like, oh, shit, we can do this. Oh, shit. Again. So it's in a way like 
seeing that process in in the current now and the aspect that we have the tools and technology to allow our perception to go outside of the collective norm, which would often, most often, put you in an aspect of disbelief, okay? That includes the repetition that are done in TV shows, uh, the, me, you know, internet media, social media, all of that, showing you one direction of disbelief. What's being brought on here is an aspect of understanding that everything is and isn't and not to get caught up in that momentum of disbelief when it comes to media which is always telling yourself to balance yourself and say yes there's a possibility of not being and there's a possibility of being okay and then looking at the tools on both ends well there's not a tool for not believing it's just you close your eyes you pout and you go no that's not real (laughs) or that can't be And of course, even when looking in the believing aspect of things, you always want to take, again, balance it out, not fully, how do I say, balancing would be looking at multiple lengths of perception on that knowledge, on that knowing, on that know-how, to then have more tools to understand that new zone of perception, okay? So especially in the aspect of what you are capable of as a human being with the aspect of the mind, body, and soul, consciousness, and that interconnected aspect of things. We are capable of some really cool shit when you start looking into it and have that repetition, that balanced repetition, meaning you're going to be having a different kind of perceptual repetition from different kind of knowledge showing you how you can do it, which then raises your awareness of it, which then when you bring that into practice, shows you result as your perceptional awareness gets you ready for it, which then allows you to tap into these things with more ease to then explain it to other people with a tad bit more ease. You know, again, we're no longer at the age where you need to be a complete guru um, a complete yogi or you got to be initiated in some kind of secret fucking cult. We're no longer at this age. We understand more and more of this and science, it, quantum physics, neuroscience is all collaborating towards it as well. So you choose your own repetition, but understand that collectively up until this point, we've been, you know, you understand the, the humanity game that has happened, which has kind of slowed down or or progression or or expansion to the degree that we could if we collectively went into more of an exploration of what is possible instead of having this collective sleep of uh, which you know added to the aspect of disbelief the sleep is the the distraction you know it's like hey look at this this and you know while you're watching this you're not watching everything else around um, kind of like the joke I made about the news, you know, Hey, look at this, look at this. I'm not telling you the steps that led to that, but look at this, look at this, you know, so let's play with this. Let's have fun. <laughs> okay. I caught back something that made a lot more resonance last night and now it kind of just brings a whole new strategy. So whenever you pay attention to one thing, it'll come back. It's 
in your mental world, it's in your mental realm at this point, and the repetition of paying attention to it will then kind of like dig in, meaning you get more adept in the subject or various points of awareness for it, and this then grows in your perception. You encounter it more oftentimes during the day, week, and all that. So here's because everything is repetition so everything that's wrapped into that good and bad will be repeated until cleaned up so this you know when i say cleaned up it would be cautious choice a very deliberate cautious choice so yes there's shadows Yes, there's old habit to clear up. Yet, it, it feels like it's like putting your hand through a firewall. So, because you're basically going to repeat that a bit in order to clear it. So, there's doing it that way. Because eventually, as you dive into it and you start to change the, let's say, series of thoughts related to that subject, memory or whatever, all right? Uh, because you're you're landing on what you don't want, which is why you want to change it. Yet, as you perceive it, it is repeated. Thus, what you may inadvertently do is repeat the, the thought on that by tr looking into it and staying in that loop. Yet, what you want to keep in mind is that you're using it as a springboard. You're basically going in there, going to the origin of it, and then unplugging it, fully understanding that you weren't born with it. And then you understand how thoughts are transposed from generation to generations, and then collective consciousness shifting back and forth. But you also understand the pitfalls that goes with that. So you detach. Once you do that, it's like your hand went through the firewall. You immediately want to go for your vision. What's your vision of the future? And you see, there's a beautiful back and forth that's created right there. Because if you're able to tie it to your vision, one, you're clearing up an emotion that's really, you know, shitty right now. So you're easing your life. And then two, oh, hey, it does add an extra boost towards heading, to, uh, being closer to my vision. So immediately you have envisioned the opposite of this current habit or current thing. Now, to the degree that you're able to pay your attention to this new state, is to the degree that you're going to make it more familiar for your mind, body, and subconscious. All repetition. <laughs> it's quite impressive. But you also understand that's how it was placed in the first place. So, again, you're finding more ways to literally make this a, um, a moment to fully ground yourself with yourself in order to 
have a vision for where you want to bring your life, have a vision for what you want to change right now, what's kind of in the way, what you really like. See? Like, what do you really like? You you stick to that. But as you go through that, you're going to find out certain negative thoughts that are going to have you do that, those cleanup moments. And those are important. Because at that point, you balance yourself. See, it's no longer a falling into the trap of blaming the other. Your reaction is all in um, in in the hands of your perception, and that's your own. You're the one who's perceiving, who is seeing, who is analyzing, who is thinking, who is looking at something and having a reaction. So instead of allowing yourself to have reactions all over the place or, you know, without your control, well, you know you have control. You're the one with the definitions leading to those reactions. So clear those up. And again, when you understand there's no divide, we're all coming from that same starting point, so nothing. And then we all have that influence aspect of things. Again, very important to remember. Practice this until you're able to do it live as you're talking to another person. Try that as a game. All from the same starting point. So when you get that, oh shit, no judgment. Again, you don't fall for the TV bullshit or the assumption. You can't assume because it's like, okay, what if someone else was assuming of you? You know, what if someone else was just assuming wildly? Doesn't make sense. How could they know? (laughs) It's like, there's no psychics. You, again, your being is really fucking granular. So, you see... The little game that we were placed on indirectly because we were repeating ancestral habits without questioning them. The faster you go through that and figuring this out, seeing how collectively it affected the planet, where it led us, the faster you kind of take a grasp out of who you are, how you think, what's the granularity of how you think, why. And then you master your reactions. You don't leave it to the outside. Because you have also you also have a much better grasp at, okay, what if everyone else was leaving it to the outside? Well, then that's fucking nuts. Because you'd be sneezing, you'd be farting, and somebody could just overreact. And you're like, well, what? <laughs> See? Something that could just happen. But, but, hey, you see, (laughs) you see what kind of goes on, you know? Hey, hey, that's the uh, TMZ material. But, hey, what happens when you watch that? You repeat that, you do that repetition, you expect it, you implement it in your perception. So, uh, don't. (laughs) Don't. Um, But, yeah, think about it. It's like... It doesn't make sense, especially how granular you are as a person, to the degree that you'll pay attention to it. Sometimes you'll just skip it and think you're a basic Facebook profile. And, well, there's consequences to that. Less happiness. You're not necessarily fully aware of the entirety of how unique you are and how fun it is to be that uniqueness when you play in it. 
Maybe it's an unbalance of attention. Maybe it's something that was kind of picked up early on. Anyway, it doesn't really matter. Nothing to judge happens to all of us. We kind of got caught with this uh, technology left-handed. Didn't necessarily know the whole aspect of dopamine and then various other impacts on the subconscious and psychological impacts as well as physical impacts. I mean, we've had deaths over video games. So, yeah. You kind of just take all that into account and you're like, okay, well, cool. Let's reroute. (laughs) Um, So, give yourself that chance. Give yourself that chance. You're the only one who'll be able to figure it out. Um, (laughs) There's a lot of things that just kind of come out and you're the more you analyze it, you got to see, of course, it comes from within. So it's always a reflection of what's been lived through within. Yet at the same time, let's balance this out and just go, okay, that happened. That was interesting to notice uh, from my perception. Not saying it's an overall thing, but certain things do happen from certain experiences. Yet uh, what's kind of funny is like, all right, well then balance it out same goes with any kind of devices you know the the um, there's a fun aspect to technology and entertainment yes but you can get an even more fun aspect in the internal discovery of self reactions and perception whereas to you control what's fun within and how you react so you have less bad days <laughs> in a way and seriously things synchronizes in one epic chain of cool um you could say synchronicities a chain of events that are in your favor and help you grow and then give out you know it's um yeah if you have anxiety if you have depression if you have addiction you simply and i'm talking about like you know, even social media feed and all that you just take a time outside from all that and you go within and try to discover from your origin point what happened <laughs> literally um you give yourself that chance but without judging that's the key fucking word without judging if you're able to look at it all transparently then you get involved you play with it so yeah it's not like in the movies where they would show you characterized versions of your emotions that would just kind of judge each other it's like no 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 you kind of have to be unconditional completely unconditional and not in a higher than thou as well it's quite a balance it's a really cool balance when you lay upon that when you're able to kind of get that feeling and flow and momentum and you're able to do it cautiously it becomes a surfing through your life type of deal and then seeking setting out objectives um, based on what was kind of created at a certain point in time which leaves a mental blocker you know any kind of negative thoughts or hindrance on a repeated base which again you didn't consciously choose it's not like we knew how to tech to be a bit more technical with our brains because we did not have the language we didn't have the dialogue and we also didn't have the interconnection again worldwide co-op it's fucking cool so we're all chipping in on this to the degree that we are lax and loose so you see how on an individual level unconditional you create a lot of things you're able to change a lot of things you're able to choose 
more profitable pattern for you and everyone else in the world. You know, it's um, a triple win, 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 win. Now, when you understand that individually, then you push that large scale and you understand that if you take that same flow in the aspect of studying things outside of your current region, so different country, different perception lenses, you know, you add more tools to your toolbox of perception, well then you understand, you see, it's like with that same flow, it's just creation, discovery, creation, discovery, creation, discovery. It's really this ever-ending flow of expansion within you, both in who you become and also what you give out. And it becomes effortless, freely. So, you take the time. Uh, You take the time and you play with this again. Keeping that flow is a bit of a balance. Give yourself the chance. Yet, understand that as you take that journey and you become more and more agile and being unconditional, unconditional love, I mean, like utter compassion for everything that's been created so far within yourself, you're able to give that out to others easily. So... I can't, you know what, if I find a, another, a better way to bring this upon, you know, because there's always, always expansion to it, that's going to be a challenge. I'm down for that. <laughs> so yeah, take the time, you're the only one who can do it. And yeah, change your mental diet. <laughs> So that you can have more ingredients, uh, more beneficial ingredients. So, yeah, you, you skip out on that TMZ. All right, have a good one.